We're all set, guys. The Four Outdoorsman is back in town. Brandon behind the glass is taking care of us. Brandon Backstrom, the number one engineer on Bob FM for sure. Strewman's here. The uh, number one Sunday night engineer, anyway. He's number one in the entire studio, man. Forever and ever and ever. Yeah, you aren't kidding, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, the Four Outdoorsman's here. Uh, I'm Steve Strusinski. We've got Sam Off the Doll and Mark Lukey. And, uh, heck, we're here. A lot of fun. Eight years doing this, pal. Eight years. Hey, yeah, hey, it doesn't seem real. Like when I saw, like I see Facebook memories, and it's like eight years ago, and we were at some show, you know, and we started. I'm like, I can't believe it's been eight years. And I tell you what, I've aged in eight years. You know, I, I, uh, it's it 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 comes up on you gradually. You don't think you change? Oh yeah, you change. You know, it's, uh, you guys are a lot younger than I am, but of course I've gone to a number of reunions. And when you go to your forty or fifty year reunion, you look at holy balls. You yeah. know, it's, uh, if I look as bad as some of these people, give me a thirty thirty, pal. It's, it's uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's growing. Uh, these are not the golden years by any means. A few years ago, I got reminders. Oh, it's your 20 year high school anniversary. Oh my goodness. It's been 20 years. It's been a lot longer than that now, but at the time I couldn't believe it. Like I said, a long time ago, I'm 60, no, I'm 70 years old right now. Am I 70? I'm 70. Mm -hmm. And if, if life was meant is it was scored in months, I'd be in late November. That's where I'd be right now. So uh, (laughs) rounding third, (laughs) rounding third, it's the finals dread. I still think there's a chance you outlive me, Stu. Yeah, don't worry about it. For real, for real, for real. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a good life. Hey, getting all excited for me. Diana and I going to uh, the Panama Canal next Friday morning. We're heading out. We and we'll be in Fort Lauderdale Friday. And hopefully hopping on the ship on Saturday, be gone for a couple of weeks. And I'm looking forward to it. Panama Canal sounds like a cool, cool mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, that's going to be Do awesome. you actually go through the canal? Go through the canal. And uh, there's a couple of different trips you can take to go through the canal. And you spend a day in that a town and you have a lake and you come right back through. We are spending a lot more time than we ever have on a boat before going all the way around and uh, coming back from California. So we're going to see a lot of cool things. You know, How many days is the cruise? About 16. 16-day cruise. Yeah. And oh, that's wow. nothing. The lady who helped me, Christine Lukey, is my travel agent because I'm such a big My shot. sister is Christine Lukey. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. This is L-U's is it L- your sister is travel agent? No, 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 no but, but her name is Christine Lukey. Yeah, this oh, Christine Lukey is I'm L- guessing it's Ludke. No, it's Lukey. I've known her for years. L-E-W-K-E. L-U-C-H-I. Okay. Yeah. Smart That's Lucci. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, so... Uh, that's totally Lucci. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um... What else do you want to talk about? No, and any, so anyway, I was talking to her today because I'm having issues trying to get back to the uh, Princess Cruise Lines and getting response. I want to make sure I've got everything all set because it's really complicated. Yeah. A lot of things you've got to do. And now, of course, they compli- complicate it even more because of the COVID situation. But, and we have to have a COVID test two days prior to hopping on this ship. And it's got to be tested negative. And if you're tested positive, whether it's a false test or not, you don't go until you have things straightened out. And we've got... A lot of money wrapped in this thing, and they're not going to wait. Hold the boat for two days for us, you know. <laughs> so we're having Just our wait, everybody. Yeah, hang on. Stroom, Stroom's got to take another don't test. You know, don't you know who I am? <laughs> hey, hang on a second here. But and uh, yeah, so uh, we're having the test done on thurs on Friday, Thursday, leaving on the boat leaves on Saturday. And you just hope, you know, it's a rapid test, and it's do, and uh, I don't think there's going to be any issues, but you never know. You if never it comes know. back positive, just send it to me, and I can Photoshop it negative. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you can. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> or yeah. you good to go? One I of did, the two. I yeah, exactly. I did that. Uh, my brother bought a for Christmas. Bought a Timberwolf tickets, and they were like courtside or whatever. And t- the Timberwolves, you have to show either your vaccine card or a negative test. Yeah, and. So I uh, I went and got the test like the day of, and 
It was negative. And I literally just had it on my phone. And, like, the guy, like, scanned our tickets to get into this, like, Lexus club. And he's like, I need to see your vaccine card or negative test. So Pete showed him his card, and I just showed him my phone. He looked at it for maybe, like, a tenth of a second. Oh, yeah. Was, All right, thanks, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you got to check it out. You didn't even look yeah. like where it was. Hey, I, this is exactly. That's like when I was a bouncer when I was 19 years old. Yeah. I never really looked at the numbers. I think I might have shared this, <laughs> I might have shared this with you uh, uh, a, a while back, but when Dinah and I came back from Mexico, and we had to do the test to get back from Mexico before we got on the airplane, and we went through all of that, and you had the pressures there because you got to spend an extra two weeks in Mexico oh. if you're, you know, that kind of threat. And well, no one even from the airlines checked. Nobody at the airport checked. Nobody checked whether we had a positive test or a negative test getting back into the United States. I was talking to somebody this last week about exactly what we're going through, and he was in Mexico, and he was with some buddies, and one of them tested positive, no symptoms whatsoever. The guy paid somebody in Mexico 100 bucks, and he got on the airplane. No problem, pal. <laughs> I don't know where he came from, but it cost him 100 bucks to get back home. That's $100 well spent. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. so um, well, That'll be fun. 16 days, so obviously you're going to get off quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Costa Rica and uh, supposed to be uh, Rio de Janeiro is one of them I'm supposed to go on. Really? And, cool. Uh, uh, Cabo San Lucas, and there's some other places as well, if you want to do that. You don't have to, but we're going to take a couple of uh, Why not? tours. Why not if you're there? Excursions. When yeah. are you ever going to be in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil? Yeah. Well, you do you, know, Does that, your uh, cruise line, you know, so, you know, obviously the food and everything's like included, did you do the uh, alcohol upgrade? How well do you know me? That's a yes. <laughs> but do you think he pawned over the price? Yes, I did. Yes, I, I did. How much was it? Uh, it's about uh, $70 a day. So I'm thinking, and you can only have 15 drinks, and that's water and coffee and pop and booze. So I can drink 15 of something a day, I think. Yes, right. you and, can. And, uh, so so what, I've seen it. So $70 a day. 70 bucks a day. Times 16. Yeah, so I'm talking about, it's going to cost me $1,200 to go to drink alcohol. I mean, does, it, does that make sense to you? Maybe I don't know. Did you so, do it? Water? Yeah, we did it. What do you we're mean gonna water? Do we're going to do it. Water or pop counts? I don't. No, that. it does not. Oh, okay. Water does not count. Pop it's only booze. Um, right. Well, no, no. It, it, water is one of the fifteen drinks. Okay. It's pop a bottled is, water. Pop, yeah, pop is one of the fifteen drinks. Whatever it is. So okay. yeah, that's normal. Well, coffee and yeah. stuff. Because yeah, yeah, they, they, if you picture, they have to bring in thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of bottles of water. Someone's got to pay for it. It's not going to be them. So, uh, so was that seventy dollars each? Yeah, it's one hundred forty bucks a day. Wow! Thank God my son Mike's not listening to this thing because he hasn't been had a drink in seven years. He'll uh, he'll yeah he'll disown me as a father. Well, you'll have like a couple cups of coffee. You'll have water. You'll you'll get the fifty. He'll get his money's worth. Trust he'll me. Get, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we haven't done it yet, but we're still and you you can't do that until you're within five days or four days of the trip. And there's a lot of things like the the excursions you got to yeah. do them within a certain amount of time and all that. So, um. We're going to work it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, can, I can't wait. I just, yeah, I just it's going to be wait. fun. And I even splurged and got a big balcony. We, uh, As a result of us, this is kind of cool. This cost about 5800 bucks. all right, whatever it is. That's for yeah. both. That's not, that's not the end of the world. But since the Princess Cruise Line had to shut this thing down about two and a half, three years ago, they gave us $2,000 to wait toward credit for different crews, whatever you wanted to. Well, we can do that because if you cancel, they got nothing. You know, some yeah. of something's better than all of nothing. Well, it came the second time, and they, they canceled again last year, and they offered us three grand more if you wanted to stick around. Or we can cancel, and, and we still got our $2,000 credit. Well, we stuck around. We took the $5,000 and credited it toward this trip. We cost nice. us, it's costing us about 
two grand. Wow, good Perfect. for you. Yeah. That's great. Isn't that it? That's great. So I think I can afford the alcohol, can I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Treat yeah. yourself. Man. Hey, have fun. Oh, I'm looking forward and to it. In the we're balcony, gonna, good yeah, choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go to one of those native islands where all the ladies are topless. You know, nice. Like, you got, yeah. and that, National Geographic style. Well, Diana was really interested in the... in the. Uh, no, no, not that. We're going to do that probably. We're going to do a lot of stuff. Looking forward to it. We Kinda did cool. a cruise. Yeah. Kirsten and I did a cruise for our honeymoon, and it was a blast. The excursions were really, really fun. Um, and there's always great entertainment. There's yes. t- always stuff to do, you know. We had... Um, there was a, uh, a uh, quartet that did... Uh, Oh man, I can't think of the guy's name. Well, who sang Sherry? Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley was there. No, it was a tri- <laughs> yeah. Frankie Valley himself. No, it was uh, it was a tribute. But I man, it those, was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, good story. Sherry. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. You'll get a kick out of this because you're, you're both big guys. But anyway. We uh, we have a Thanks, granddaughter, sir. yeah, and you're all you're athletes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, ten grandkids, but we have one of our granddaughters, Hannah, is fourteen years old. I, guess, she, I thought you had thirteen. We have we have ten. Don't tell anybody, okay? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and Hannah's a really good volleyball player, and one of the the uh, power uh, lift lift uh, lift weight. What do you call the weight lifters? Power lifters. No weight. It's weight. Lifters. Not, not it's lifters. Weight, it's, not, it's not the name of the two class. words, three syllables. <laughs> anyway, the, with the weightlifting class or the or the <laughs> team that they're on, it's power performance or something like that. And he said, "Boy, you could you ever think about weightlifting weights?" And Hannah said, "Why would I? I'm 14. I play volleyball. Yeah, yeah I think this will help you play volleyball. But I think I can make you. I can I can put you on the podium at the state high school tournament. There's not a lot of competitive ladies apparently. So he starts working out with her, and she went to three different meets. She qualified for state. Cool. And so when she told us this, Diane and I said, we are really, I'm so excited for you. And she's telling us what she's lifting and all that. And, and uh, I said, we're, we're going to go, when is it? March 5th and 6th. Really, we're in. We're so excited. Then we find out it's in Appleton, Wisconsin, 275 miles away. And we thought, oh, man, we, we committed. You know, we committed. Yeah. And we want to do it anyway. So we made a, a two-day trip about it. But if you think about it. 575 miles, you were there literally the entire day when they have all these people doing their different things. And she probably did about maximum four minutes and 30 seconds worth of lifting. And we were there six or seven hours and drove 575 miles. It's worse than um, dance recitals for your daughter. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, You'd do it again. Though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, she was thrilled grandpa. that we showed up. And, and it's cool. And you, you watch. Uh, one of the coolest things was we got to watch other kids as well. But after so many presses and so many squats and all that, eh, it's not all that exciting until your own child or granddaughter comes in there. But a kid who is five, uh, no, he's 165 pounds. He uh, squatted, squat, what do you call it? Yeah. No, deadlift, deadlift. Oh, deadlift. 507 pounds. Wow. He's 165 pounds. He deadlifted 507 like an pounds. Ant. Lift 10 wow. times their weight or that whatever. That is a lot. He broke that's the state a, record. That's super high impressive. High school stuff. But, so that was fun. We came back last night, drove about five and a half hours in the rain all night long, got back about midnight. It was brutal Ugh. last night, just brutal. Well, just think, you got five days to freedom, baby. Uh, pretty close, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> I got to get my COVID test done. How was your week? What did you guys do? Oh, man, what did we do? I don't know. What did you do, Mark? <laughs> well, um, Mark, Mark hockey went, season is finally over. Mark went bowling today. And that coincides, yes, yeah, so I'll talk about that, and that coincides with the end of ice season pretty much. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I just didn't get out a whole lot as much as I'd like to this year. I want to give a shout-out to Strew, who bowled an over 200 with one shoe today. And a, at that, Flaherty that, Bowls in Arden Hills, <laughs> I went bowling with the boys and picked up Strew. 
on the way, and he bowled a 200 with one of his wife's shoes on. I had um, I haven't bowled in many, many, many years. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I'm I dead did. serious. Well, I sold all of my stuff years ago because we'll never do this again. And, and we, we live in a one-level <laughs> twin home with about as much uh, storage as a walk-in closet. You know, and, and, uh, Actually, uh, your townhome is deceivingly it's, big. It's very, very nice, but there's no storage. And uh, the only storage is in the attic and the, the drop-down ladder in the garage. I'm right. not bringing bowling balls. You know, we both had two bowling <laughs> balls and all that out there all the time. And, yeah. and Diana hasn't used yours as many years as we either. But Mark today calls about 1 o'clock, 1.30. Hey, you want to go bowling? I'm taking the kids. When? He's right now. Well, but I guess I can go. I haven't done it for a long, long time, and I don't have any equipment. So I took Diana's bowling balls thinking that I could – I'm left-handed, she's right-handed, but I could make it work. But then I really didn't think much about her shoes fit me. <laughs> But when you were left-handed, your, your, your shoe, when you're left-handed, your sliding shoe is your right foot. So yeah. they keep it. And your left shoe, you have a, a sticky thing on it. Yeah. Kind of. Well, Dinah's is backwards, and I tried those shoes for one frame, and I damn near went on my ass. you know. So I, uh, so I just took that one shoe off and bowled in my sock, and I, didn't have, I couldn't find a ball that fit me. So I found, because I have small hands, yeah. well, something that was fairly close, the thumb was still too big, was 11 pounds. And most people bowl with 14, 15-pound bowling balls these days. So I bowled with an 11-pound ball um, with one shoe. that I've never used before with one shoe. You know, <laughs> Could you still put a hook on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the right um, texture of the ball. Like the, the yeah. Ones. But yeah, maybe four or five boards. You know, See, if you start on, the, on board 17 and try to throw out to board 25, it's got to break back. You know, it depends what kind of oil pattern you're on as well. You know? mm-hmm. so, uh, but uh, you got all that? A seventeen twenty-five oil pattern, <laughs> but yeah, a little bit hook, not too much. But it, but in all that first, is awesome. That was yeah, cool. But was anyway, awesome. but the first couple of times I threw the ball, I felt really uncomfortable, and and because you know it's it's you haven't done this, and I felt almost like I was I had been drinking, which I had not, and I bowled very badly the first game, but then little by little by I started feeling comfortable. But yeah, and I threw a, a two o two. That's pretty cool. I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't have it didn't have it open the last second. No, you game. didn't. So that was pretty cool. So it kind of makes you want to do it again, you know. So it's like turkey hunting. Don't ever go yeah. bowling. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's like golf. You got that one shot that yeah. you hit two eighty five yeah. down the fairway. Well, that was fun. Well, we should probably talk about outdoor stuff. Oh, okay, uh, that was, yeah. What? what? <laughs> Big weekend coming up. I'm traveling to Omaha, Nebraska for Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic. I'm leaving Thursday with the flush. Have to set up the booth somehow. As a sales guy, I always get stuck setting up the booth. <laughs> oh yeah, and hauling everything and being everyone's. Uh, cab but uh, i'm going down there thursday excited for that show so many people i know down there it's gonna be a lot of fun omaha's a fun town too but how many people travel so from from out of state to go to pheasant fest is it a big oh, traditional a big thing yes. yeah it it's really a, is it's huh? a big number yeah because they they hold it everywhere right it was in schaumburg when i went with sam uh three years ago um so it's all over it's been in kansas city it's been in um sioux south falls. dakota sioux falls it's in minneapolis every four years people travel from all over yeah. i mean Typically, it's pheasant-rich areas or quail-rich areas. Yeah. But, um, yeah, people travel. It's it's like the Super Bowl for upland hunting. So, And a lot of people will come, too. Like, they'll even travel from, you know, outside the Midwest, too, because they'll book their hunts, you know, because there's so many different mm-hmm. uh, guide services there and lodges. So they'll go, and I bet they probably get a deal if they book it at that show. So, yeah, it it pulls a good crowd. So it's sure. kind of like a Northwest sports show, only this is Pheasant Fest with yeah. all yeah. kinds of vendors down there. Yep. Saying. And a lot of Ven- dogs. Vendors and dogs and seminars and whatnot. It's almost like iCast for, for oh, really because it's Northwest sports show is very general, right? Everything. This is a pretty you know, narrow yeah. path. So if you're in the Upland business like we are, you kind of have to be there. It's yeah. just a- Yeah, like the vendors are like kennels, you know, vests. 
mm-hmm. a lot of stuff around ducks. And there's that's the one thing I've liked about it going to it is it's amazing seeing like all the beautiful like well minded dogs. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we've had um, like at at the Deer and Turkey Classic. Not every year. I don't think they had it about two years ago, but many years in a row they would have. Was it was it Dockin brought his dogs? I forget who brought yeah. his, brought the dogs out there, and, yep. and they're walking up and down the aisles of everybody. Yeah, they're trained like better than people, man. And it's just fun to watch those. I love those animals. as Yeah, well. watching professionals handle a dog. My my boss Scott Franzen is like that. He brings his dog in every day to work, and it's just amazing how he can absolutely control Millie the dog. You know, just listens. It's it's. To see an unruly dog and see a professionally trained dog, it's it's amazing. Are you going to get a chance to shoot guns or anything down there? Nope. Just work in the booth pretty much and talking to vendors and stuff like that. Shaking cool. hands. Shaking hands. Yeah, I'll tell you, we're going to take a break in a couple of seconds. We've got Jonathan Wood. Jonathan Wood is, Jonathan Wood is with Birds of Prey. We've also got a project called Raptor Project. We'll talk about that. He'll be in the Twin Cities soon. And Pat and Nicole Reeve will be later on. They're from uh, Driven Outdoor Channel, Outdoor Channel, Pat and Nicole Reeve. Get ready for Jonathan. Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at MyBobCountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Don't miss the 2022 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at its new location at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 11th through the 13th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Driven TV's Pat Nicole Reeve, Lee and Tiffany Lakoski of The Crush TV, and Melissa Bachman. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. For complete details on the 2022 Deer and Turkey Classic, visit mndeerclassic.com. Get excited. The boats and more are back at the Progressive Insurance Northwest Sports Show presented by Discover Boating. It's your last chance to find the best in boating and outdoor gear all in one place at one time this year. Check out the latest boats. See what's new in marine electronics, tackle and hunting gear. Book trips at resorts or with guides and outfitters too. March 10th through 13th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Buy tickets only at NorthwestSportsShow.com. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove is your Hineker snowplow dealer. Hineker's quick hitch and trip edge systems makes removing snow easy. Made in Minnesota, Hineker plows are perfect for commercial or residential use. Have a bobcat? No problem. Hineker makes a plow for that too. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove also services all makes and models of plows and salt spreaders. Go to crystalwelding.com. Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight. Pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com. 
You know, I had so much fun watching Ryder, a 12-year-old, pulling three 28-inch-plus walleyes last year at Ballard's Resort. I have to go back. Jeff Jones here from the No Repeat Workday, and we are doing the Summer Walleye Connection again, July 3rd through the 6th, and I want you to come join me. But you got to make your deposit before April 1st. Call 218-634-1849 or go to mybobcountry.com for more info and to sign up. Three nights lodging, two days guided fishing, and that includes all your meals, rods, reels, bait, tackle. you got to come with me to Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods this summer. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I earn real cash just for buying my gas. Crazy, right? What's the catch? No catch. Just buy your gas using the GetUpside app and get paid cash. Easiest decision I've made in a long time. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GIVE for 25 cents a gallon or more cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code GIVE to earn 25 cents a gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code GIVE. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. At Panera, you can say yes to both of your cravings. We call it You Pick Two. And with over 465 pairings, you'll find a meal sure to satisfy any mood. Are you feeling both fresh and fun? Pick our Fuji Apple Salad with a new Thai chicken soup. Or maybe you're feeling classic and bold. Pair some creamy mac and cheese with our new Citrus Asian Crunch Salad. Pick your perfect pair and order a you pick two today. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. All right, welcome back to the Four Outdoorsman, guys. We apologize. We've got Jonathan Wood on the line right now. Jonathan Wood, uh, Birds of Prey, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing good, Steve, Sam, and Mark. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I wow, would, no uh, one's ever said all of our names <laughs> like that. Good for you for uh, researching us a little no, bit. No, well no, 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 no. Jonathan, you got to get this. I'm the big shot in the show, so don't, don't worry about those guys. We'll work, <laughs> we'll work them in when the time comes. No, thanks. That was really, really nice of you. Um, We're good, uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks, John. <laughs> Jonathan Wood. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming up there. I'm, I'm, I'm at my winter home. I live on a tropical island in the Gulf of Mexico, so it's, uh, I'm looking at the snow up there. I haven't seen in a while, Life is a bitch, and then you die. You know that's uh, that's what. What part of Mexico are you? I'll be driving up Tuesday morning, uh, and uh, I, this is a sh- the sportsman show in Minneapolis. I right. did, I think, in, I'm looking at my calendar. I did it in 2016, so that's eight years, I guess. Yeah. The math. Yeah. And I had a great time there, so I'm looking forward to coming up again. You know, I don't know if you've been to the Twin Cities much other than doing your show, but there's a lot of things to do in the Twin Cities. It really is a good good place to be. And uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be, oh, maybe 50 degrees by the time you come up here. Well, that's, that's 
Yeah, it's next week, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, it's five days. It's next yeah. week. Well, yeah. Four, it'll be 40 degrees, Jonathan. <laughs> it'll be 40 degrees, yeah. Jonathan, I'll uh, tell you I what. Did, Go ahead. Yeah, I did Peoria, Illinois last week, and it was, you know, so I, I acclimated myself a little bit, and then I came back to my Texas home. But uh, I, I operate out of the New, I operate out of New York in the Catskill Mountains during the warm months, and then in the winter I have a place in Padre Island, which is uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Boy, good for you. So when you are in the uh, in New York's Catskill Mountains, are you there? Is that where your home base is, and that's where your show is all summer long, or do you travel in the summer as well? I travel all over. I I travel extensively, border to border, coast to coast. Um, I'm trying to think where I started my first show by the Mexican border this year. Been, I've already been to Nashville and Illinois, and now I'm coming to you. I'll wind up uh, in Alaska in August. I'm doing the Alaska State Fair. Well, you're a busy year. man. How many how many stops do you make a year? Approximately. I I'll tell you. I've been sometimes I'm in five states in one week doing Whoa. doing different things. I do a variety of venues. I do a lot of sportsman shows, but I also do state fairs, rodeos, all kinds of big festivals and appearances at uh, sporting goods shows, uh, uh, stores like Shields, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, um, all kinds of different things. And then I try to squeeze in making, doing school assemblies and a bunch of different things. I just shot a commercial last two weeks ago, um, so, and I do movies and all kinds of stuff. Good so. for you. Mark. John, Mark here. And thanks for joining us. I heard about you because my in-laws, I believe, were in Texas and saw a show of yours or heard about you, and they forwarded me your information. Uh, terribly interesting story. I, when I read about you, you, you trained your first falcon at 12 years old, I, I heard. How do you get into falconry at 12 years old? Well, I, I grew up on this island in Believe it or not, in New York, there's an island called Fire Island, and I grew up there, and I was interested in birds and nature. I was spending a lot of time, you know, like kids will do out, out in the woods, out in the boonies, and I found a baby falcon on the beach when I was 12 years old, a, babe, a young falcon, and I didn't know anything about uh, those types of birds, but I grab whatever book. You know, we didn't have the internet in those days, so it's kind of hard to research things. So I, I went to every library and took out books, and I found out that there's something called falconry, where people actually train falcons for hunting, and I said, that's me. That's yeah. describing what I want to do. So I became a, I started training falcons when I was 12 years old, 13 years old, and I went on from there. And so I've done a lot of hunting with with hawks and falcons over the years, and then I decided to turn it into a, a full-time profession. I guess 28 years ago was when I went on the road, and I've been in 47 states. Alaska will be the 48th state, producing shows uh, all over the country. I actually produced the biggest bird show in the world. It's called Extreme Raptors, and that plays at some big theme parks like Six Flags and places like that. You know, I tell you, oh, wow. it's, it's funny how, how God works because it, whatever happened to you when you were 12, right place, wrong time, if you were five minutes late, five minutes earlier, or a half a block away, you, might, you probably would not be doing this today. You know something, God, God, you, you said it right, God set me up. It was a setup. <laughs> God, God, you know, he had this baby falcon waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. And... It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life. I always tell people, 
Falcons, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I discovered girls when I was in high school. Yeah. But I still, I still love Falcons. Uh, They're harder to train. Them for, you know, I'm 65. <laughs> I don't look it, but I, I've been training them for over 50 years. And I've done uh, 15,000 shows with these birds. So some of, them, some of my birds have been with me for, for almost three decades. I'm actually I'm walking into my backyard right now, so you might be able to hear some background sound effects as I'm going near some of my... This is a new... Oh, yeah. You hear that? Oh, yeah. Hey, John, Jonathan, hang on a second. African, an African hawk I'm bringing. I'm going to walk by my friend Uncle Sam and see if... Okay. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. That's a very famous, famous bald eagle, most famous bald eagle in America, Uncle Sam. He's going to be at the show. And now I'm going to go to Iceland. You guys ready to go to Iceland? We yep. are. We're going to meet the largest falcon in the world, an Arctic falcon. She's going to talk to me, too. Okay. I'm going to go right into her pen so she can be right up by the ice. I call her Grandma. She's 22 years old. Hey, Grandma. Want to say a couple words to you guys? That's a, that's a large Arctic sheer falcon, biggest falcon in the world. And one of my owls just started hooting, so let me go up. Hey, how are you doing there? How are you? Okay. Can you guys hear all this stuff? Yes, yeah, we can. Very fantastic. clearly. Very clearly. That's the, that's the biggest owl in the world. That's, that's called an eagle owl. And I could go on and on. <laughs> I have a big collection of birds here. I remember when I brought that eagle out to that Minneapolis show, and she flew way up into the steel I-beams. Um, actually, it's a he. Oliver's his name. And he was up in the I-beams for a while, um, getting a bird's-eye view of the show. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, be flying, I'll be flying some of my birds in the building, so that should be exciting. Hey, Jonathan, uh, one of the, when you were talking about um, you're, you're falling in love with, with – uh, uh, with the uh, the falcon, what was it? Was it a falcon? Yeah, right. yeah. falcon. And all of a sudden, then you then you met girls, and, and and Mark said, "Yeah, the only difference is between falcons and girls. It, it falcons are easier to train. That's what he said." <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was super easy to pick up chicks, you know, like showing them your falcon and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. they're they're they're. Um, I got my wife in the kitchen with me, but they are chick magnets. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I tell you what, women really like. Uh, Besides falcons, they love owls. Women yep. love owls. There's something about these owls. So I'll have this big owl there. I'll have another owl I have from uh, the rainforest called a spectacled owl. It's a really beautiful bird um, from the South American rainforest. Some of my birds are endangered species, of course. Um, but I have a nice collection of birds, you know, eagles, hawks, owls, vultures. I have some I have some vultures. I have a black vulture I'm going to be bringing. And you know what that bird appeals to? Uh, the, goth, the goth girls, girls that are into goth. <laughs> oh, oh, that I imagine, yeah. That's, <laughs> Jonathan, do you ever yeah. pull the line from Dumb and Dumber and say, "Nice set of hoot, nice pair of hooters you got there"? <laughs> the birds. <laughs> anyway, but we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Hey, how many, how, Jonathan? How many birds are you bringing up here, and what? I think I bring, bring up. I think I have about eighteen. I'm gonna be bringing up there. All right, how, what do you have to do specially to, to travel from? All around the country to take care of these birds. What's well? I tell you what. I used i I was traveling for many years. I, I raised my daughter on the road. She's like twenty two, and so we were. My wife and I had to travel in like big diesel motorhomes and fifth wheels and things like that because we had to raise our daughter 
on the road, and we had to homeschool her because we're so busy. We actually call it motor homeschooling. And now that she's in college, uh, I'm not I'm not using trailers too much, especially in the winter. So I, hopefully, I'll be I'm, they're putting me up in a hotel there, so that's where I'll be staying there. Oh boy, I, I I drive the number one vehicle that they have in Texas, which is a Ford F three fifty Dually with a King Cab. Ooh, uh, Lukey's nip <laughs> Lukey's nipples just got hard, boy. He's a <laughs> He's a, a motorhead. He's a motorhead, I'll tell you. Hey, Jonathan, you're, you're, oh, go ahead, Mark. Mark's got a question. Hey, John, I got a quick question. We are a hunting and fishing show. Can you detail um, how you hunt with a falcon or with, with birds of prey like this and what you hunt for? There's a couple ways to do it. I've got, these, I've got small falcons that I can actually drive along, open up the window of my car, and they'll fly out and chase smaller birds, you know, that, that I'm hunting with them. But most of the, I like to hunt ducks. Okay. Oh, cool. So I have uh, several falcons that are duck hunters, and I call them the duck dynasty. Okay? <laughs> but I spell it a little bit differently. It's duck die nasty. Oh, right? boy. That's how you spell it. And the reason is those birds are the fastest animals in the world. They dive at over 200 miles an hour, and they can instantly kill a duck in midair if they choose to do so. So that's. That's kind of what I do, but the way I do the way I do it, especially in Texas, is we have duck ponds, and there'll be ducks on them. Now, when you go up, you go up to a duck pond. We sometimes we use a periscope because we don't want to scare the ducks away. We want to see if there's ducks on the pond, so we pop the per- we have a periscope, and it pops up above the brush, and then we see some ducks. Then we we go back to the truck, we un- we unhook one of the falcons, and we launch them into the air. And they circle up, and they can see the duck pond, you know, right away. And they see the ducks are on there. Now the ducks, they will not move because they see that there's a falcon in the air. And so you get the falcon in a position where it's above the duck pond, and you got to look at what the wind direction is and all that different criteria. And then you want to run in, waving your arms, ah, you know, and you're, and you're flushing these ducks. And they hopefully they're going to flush off of the pond and start flying, and that's going to cause your falcon to go into this high-speed power dive. It's called a stoop, and hopefully you're going to connect with one of those ducks. Now, it sounds easy, and these are the fastest animals in the world, but ducks are very, very smart. They know how to get to the next pond or the next stream or wherever they're going, and uh, they know... When the falcon's circling, they, they know the wind and all that stuff, so they wait till the falcon has the wind against it when they flush, and so it's not always successful. Matter of fact, most of the time, we do a, a flush off a pond. Most of the time, you're not getting a duck, so it's a, it's a percentage, you know, whether you're going to get them or not. But that's not the point in, in killing a duck or catching a duck. It's, it's in watching these falcons fly and watching a predator versus the prey, watching how skilled the predator is, but also how skilled the prey animal is. And, uh, again, how God designed this, these two animals, these two birds, in, in like a perfect balance uh, so that not all of them get killed. Just, yeah. you know, usually uh, the, ones that, the ones that are sick, wounded, or old, or would make a mistake, those are the ones that, are, uh, that you're going to put in the bag, if, in other words. Sam, Sam's got a question. Yeah, Jonathan, I was going to quickly talk about. We got a, just a couple more minutes here with you. Um, we appreciate you taking the time. Um, so the this weekend show coming up, the Northwest Sports Show. Um, how often are you doing a 
I'm going to say show, if you will. Um, and where are you going to be at in the show? Because I'm, I'm going to come well, and see I, you. My, I think my contract's for three. I, I do three shows a day. But th- this is the really cool thing about what I do. A lot, there's other wildlife acts and people that do animal shows and stuff, and they'll do them on stage or whatever. I'm there the whole time. So when that show opens, I'm there with my display of birds. And then I do my shows right from my display. We'll have seating right there. And I'm there the whole time. I'm there after the show, in between shows. I don't go back and smoke cigars somewhere or something like that. So I'm, I'm out there. You can come and meet me. Talk to me. You can have a picture. You can have your photograph taken with any of the birds I have. I will have a beautiful bald eagle sitting at that show in front of an American flag, and that that alone is stunning uh, visual to see that um, to, to walk up, be two feet away from a bald eagle with this big flag in backward. So people can people pull out their cameras. I call them they're paparazzi. Basically, they're all everybody snapping hundreds of pictures of my birds while they're there and my probably my bald eagle is big, one of the biggest screensavers you can find on, uh, <laughs> on the phone. Well, so, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to come and see you this weekend. I'm going to bring my wife and my kids. We'll come. I'll come introduce myself and talk to you for a little bit. Plus I'm an entertaining person to talk to. So if you come up and talk to me. By the way, I'm a Texan. But I come from New York, so I have a New York accent. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 we got yeah, you. Yeah, How yeah, you know doing? <clears throat> so Hey, I don't hey, know how many New Yorkers are kicking around Minneapolis. Probably not too many. But not people, too many. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> hey, hey, Jonathan, I think I, I sent the text to you about this as well, but I think I might be able to one-up you. we got about a minute left here. This summer, my wife and I took a tour, a train and a, and a, a bus tour through Utah and, and Zion National Park and all these other places, and I saw the condors. And how many people get yeah. to see? I was on level five with, with our guide and all of a sudden, they were there. And they were fairly low to the point where I could see literally they are eight or nine foot wingspans. I thought when I was a kid, condors were extinct and it was nothing more than fantasy. That was an amazing experience for us. Well, they, abs- they almost were extinct. There was only, I, I think there's only a couple dozen left. They trapped all of them. And then they brought them to Boise, Idaho. And they, they bred them in captivity. And then they started releasing the babies. And now they're nesting in the Grand Canyon, and in, you know that bird was headed for extinction. Yeah. And yeah. some really good biologists and bird handlers and falconers like myself, uh, it was a group effort that that's paid off big time. I mean, it's a really uh, amazing success story. I'm am so, so happy you got a chance to actually see them. You bet. They're you like bet. Little, they're like airplanes. They're yeah. they're huge. <laughs> we we gotta let you go, Jonathan Wood. He's gonna be uh, he's with the Birds of Prey. He'll be at the Northwest Sports Show this next week. And I'll tell you what, Jonathan, what's cool about what you do is that not only do you obviously enjoy what you do, but you're making people feel good. So. When you saw that little falcon or that hawk when you were 12 years old, God said, okay, pal, now you've got to start giving back. You're doing just that. We're going to send a whole lot of people down to see you next week at the Northwest Sports Show. And, boy, I tell you what, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. You bet. I live the American dream. You God bet. has truly blessed me. All right, take care, sir. Say hi to Sue for me. It is Sue, right? Yeah, Susan Wood. Absolutely. All right, take care, okay. buddy. All right. Be right back with uh, Pat and Nicole Reeve, or maybe Pat Reeve, or maybe Nicole Reeve. Of Driven TV, so well, they're going to be out soon. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com.
You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Don't miss the 2022 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at its new location at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 11th through the 13th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Driven TV's Pat Nicole Reeve, Lee and Tiffany Lakoski of The Crush TV, and Melissa Bachman. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. For complete details on the 2022 Deer and Turkey Classic, visit mndeerclassic.com. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com Get excited. The boats and more are back at the Progressive Insurance Northwest Sports Show presented by Discover Boating. It's your last chance to find the best in boating and outdoor gear all in one place at one time this year. Check out the latest boats. See what's new in marine electronics, tackle and hunting gear. Book trips and resorts or with guides and outfitters too. March 10th through 13th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Buy tickets only at NorthwestSportsShow.com. Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight. Pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com. Hey, thanks to Jonathan Wood for being on the show a couple of seconds ago. If you guys got a chance, go to the Northwest Sports Show next week. Or you got to go see Pat and Nicole Reeve as well. They're going to be at the Minnesota uh, Deer and Turkey Classic at Canterbury Downs. Who, who do I have on the phone, Pat or Nicole? Hey, we have you have the better part of the Reeve clan. You have Pat. <laughs> well, the first Minnesotan. Time I, uh, Minnesotan, yeah. The first, first time I met you uh, uh, four or five years ago at, um, yeah, it was during Turkey Classic, and we were down there BSing with you guys. And I tell you what, I've seen Nicole, and she is hot. I tell you, you she's the better part it's of true. this. Was, it, was that the Bird's Buck Booze and whatever uh, show? It could have been. It, it could have been. The one-off one? Been, yeah. Been. Hey, we're talking with Pat. I'll tell you what. Pat, this is true, man. Here are the four outdoorsmen. Of course, you got Mark Lukey next to me. But um, Sam thinks he's your best friend now. Sam Oftedal is going to be here as well. Sam, say hi to these guys. Pat, we are good friends. Can you <laughs> tell them that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to pretend like you know his name, okay, Pat? Pretend like you know his name. How are you guys doing? Now, you guys are turkey hunting down in – thanks for being on, of, of course. It's fun to have you on once or twice a year. But you're down in Florida someplace, and I think you told me that turkey hunting, and it's the first – season the first actually i don't know time you can hunt this in this country i believe and it's in florida do you go down there every year to hunt turkey 
Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we come down here every year. I mean, why not, right? Get out <laughs> of that Minnesota cold weather yeah, and yeah. them long winters, and and yeah, it's the first turkey season here in the states that opens. Um, is in southern Florida. We're in the southern zone, and yeah, it's beautiful. It's eight. It was eighty seven or eighty eight degrees a day, and the turkeys were gobbling. And I shot a big bird this morning, so uh, yeah. A lot well, of fun. Yeah, I've got a I've got a picture of it here, and I'm going to send it to the boys, and Mark will post it. It's it's fun, you know. We we talk about it every year. This is our eighth year doing this show. Sam's been with us for a couple of years, and Mark and I did it from day one. And none of us here have really turkey hunted. These guys have tried a little bit. Uh, no one's ever got a turkey. <laughs> oh, you got a turkey, yeah, Sam. I was with in Missouri with Pat and Michael oh, Waddell when I got mine. That's right. Oh, that's right. I take that back. He got really insulted just now. <laughs> yeah, I was very insulted. <laughs> I'm the only unsuccessful turkey yeah, hunter yeah. that turkey hunts around here. Yeah. Actually, I just texted Pat this week because I got to call the taxidermy to uh, figure out where that's at. Well, how long does that take? <laughs> it can't take more than three, four months, does it? Uh, it takes a year when you get a guy that that's good. You know, oh, that right. it, it can take a good year. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I know yeah, this guy. Well, Go ahead. Sam, Sam, he, when Sam went turkey hunting, he shot the biggest gobbler I've ever seen, and I told him it was beginner's luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> it was a great story. He shared this story Every- with us. Talk about uh, you know killing or harvesting records and big animals. It, apparently, I'm looking at your bio here. Of course, you've shot over 75 record book bucks, and all of those are on camera. Well, that's quite a record because you didn't start out as a hunter when you were a little kid. How old were you when you you were? Were you were six years old when you got your first deer? Is that was that the, the That's truth? Cool, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, you, man, you're reading a bio that I think was wrote like uh, ten years ago, yeah. or maybe even maybe even longer. No, I yeah, I mean, I started when I was young. Of course, my dad got me involved in hunting. You know, uh, we lived in southern Minnesota, and I mean, there's you know, it's tradition just to to go hunting with your with your family, and and uh, we're still trying to carry that on with our kids. Uh, getting them involved in the outdoors, which is pretty cool. And all my kids love to hunt fish. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, nothing like raising your kids in the outdoors. You know, we just said, go ahead, go ahead Mark. Hey, Pat, you started uh, with the DNR, I believe, um, working with turkeys. Does that give you some kind of weird, unfair advantage when turkey hunting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, yeah, you know, I guess I, I had, you know, I was always interested in, I helped the DNR back in the day when I got out of high school in the late 80s uh, trap and transplant uh, turkeys within the state of Minnesota and restore the population, uh, which, it, you know, there really wasn't a lot of turkeys uh, back then. Um, and now, of course, there's turkeys everywhere in Minnesota. So that's pretty cool to see that success story and uh, be able to go hunting. And last year I took my... Uh, my son, who was five years old, on his first ever hunt and his first ever turkey hunting, and Cashton uh, shot a really nice bird uh, that first day out. So kind of comes full circle, you know? Good for you guys. I'll tell you, we're going to be up here this coming week, I suppose. You're originally from Minnesota, I suppose. Yeah, I think you have family up here still, someplace not too far away from our studio here in Ramsey, if I remember. But you're going to be up here for the uh, outdoor news and uh, outdoor news. I guess it used to be the outdoor news, but now it's the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic. This year is going to be at Canterbury Downs. Were you here when they had to shut it down two years ago? Were you already here, and were you already at Canterbury Downs? Yeah, yeah, we were already set up and ready to go. It was a Friday, and all of a sudden they just came over the loudspeaker about 6 o'clock at night and said, hey, the governor shut everything down. So, uh, yeah, we had to pack up and leave. Of course, 
I love that facility. I think it's going to be a, a great event, um, you know, better than the old Coliseum days. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope everybody comes out. Even if you're on the sports show, come on over to the, the Deer and Turkey Classic there and uh, check it out. Um, be a lot of, you know, great things to see. Come to meet, uh, I know Lee and Tiffany are going to be there, Melissa Bachman, uh, a lot of us hunting, you know, people. So, uh, yeah, stop by and see us and and uh, love to see uh, see everybody. We're talking with Pat Reeve of Driven, the uh, one of the top outdoor shows in the entire country for sure. They're on the Outdoor Channel, if I remember, and there are, heck, you're on darn near every day. I mean, you can, if you just, just look up the TV show Driven or Pat and Nicole Reeve, you're going to find that they're on <laughs> All over the place, and and one of the one of the top shows on the Outdoor Channel for for sure. When when people come to see you guys, what can they expect? Are you doing regular seminars a couple of times a day? Yeah, yeah, we're doing seminars all weekend, so we'll be there all three days. I think Lee and Tiffany will be there, I believe, only on Saturday. Um, not sure about Melissa. I've checked her schedule, but uh, we'll be there for sure. So yeah, we'll uh, we look forward to seeing everybody come out. It'll be. It's going to be a fun event. Make sure you bring the kids. Uh, we'll have our kids there. You know, there's lots of things to do for uh, with the kids out there. And, uh, yeah, even the, even the ladies. You know, it's a great ladies' event as well. You know, not only are you guys an outdoor channel and very successful and been around for a number of years, but you are all over the place. you got your own YouTube channel. You're doing all kinds of things like that. I saw something. Uh, I, I catch it every once in a while. I like the short stuff. I don't like the one-hour stuff. I like the short stuff. And I saw... I don't know who took the video of a couple, a couple of elks fighting. I've seen bucks fighting, but I've never seen elks fighting. And if you remember the, yeah. the video I'm talking about, I, did you take that, or who took that video? Well, I was there, and my cameraman shot that film, and I was, uh, I was crawling. I was actually spotting and stalking a giant mule deer buck, and this it was this past fall in Colorado. Of course, we haven't put it even on TV yet, but uh, we put it out there, you know, on our social media site yeah, yeah. but uh yeah that that buck or those elk bull elk got in a fight on the top of that mountain right on the on the pinnacle part of it and uh i mean they fought yeah as you see the video they fought hard and that was i've never seen that that was so cool to be able to watch that or witness that for the first time and i mean now i understand why when you see an elk and he's got a busted off tine or whatever how it happens so uh yeah, pretty pretty neat. Uh, the, actually, uh, hindsight, the, the buck I was after that day, uh, the elk spooked him off, and I never did get a shot at him that day. But I ended up getting him on the last, very last day of the hunt. Yeah, no, boy. You know, one thing I remember about those two elk, the necks were absolutely massive. I saw the, I saw the necks of those animals before I saw the racks. And to watch these guys <laughs> go head to head to head to head, and finally one says, Okay, I've had enough, and he just trots away. Mercy, and, you win. Oh, yeah, it was, I'm done. <laughs> and speaking of that, I don't know if you get the outdoor news like we all do around here, but this, last, this week's issue of the outdoor news, they show a photograph, a couple of photographs of a white-tailed deer that is, someone saw around the Woodbury area, the Twin Cities, and you know that very, very well. And it, they saw it, it got in a fight with another buck, and one buck lost its horn, like a tine off of one of its horns, and all of a sudden, they saw the smaller buck running away, and that time was sticking out of the side of the smaller buck. And that was last year. Someone else has seen the buck again this year, and that time has the, the fur and the, everything has grown over that, that antler, and you can still see it in the side of the deer. Wow. 
Those animals are that amazing. That would be a cool amount. That that <laughs> those animals are amazing. Yeah. That's quite yeah, that's quite a story, you yeah. know. I mean, there is some amazing stuff that you happens and see out there in in the country and uh yeah, I mean what a what a thing to capture with a camera, right? Right place at right time. That's all there is to it, you know. I tell you what, I was again looking at your, your update on your bio and all the kind of stuff recently, and hopefully I'm right. I mean, are you still involved with land pros? Are you still doing the real estate stuff as well on the side, kind of having fun? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I do that because I like to specialize in hunting properties mainly. Uh, But, you know, when I'm at home, um, I'm certainly out there, you know, looking at properties and trying to list properties. I have a great assistant um, that helps out as well when I'm not around. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... uh, the land thing's just kind of a passion thing, um, and uh, the hunting thing is, you know, obviously my job. But uh, you know, it all goes hand in hand, right? I mean, you know, if I can help somebody find their dream property, their hunting property, you know, it, I, I have, you know, it, it makes me feel good. Um, also, on your site, there's all kinds of things, and like, 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 like Nicole is doing uh, a TV, a little show called. Uh, uh, driven in the kitchen. She's doing recipes and all the uh, kind of stuff. And it's, I saw something that I'm going to do. What, what, I don't have caribou, but I'm going to make it with regular meat or something. Caribou meatloaf, and it looked absolutely wonderful. And my wife was going to find this, and we're going to try this. I'd, I'd like to have caribou. I think caribou and elk are two of the best meats that there are out there. I don't have either one of those. I probably have to use a regular hamburger, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with you. I love caribou. Um, but, uh, yeah, the meatloaf, it's a great recipe. My wife's a great cook. Obviously, if you see my physique, you know why. Uh, <laughs> and that's the reason why. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the cool. Yeah, there's a lot of focus nowadays, and I'm sure you guys you know, know this, and seen this firsthand, is there's a lot of, a lot of focus where people now are consuming, you know, what they're harvesting. They know where, you know, who's handled the meat. And it's healthy for you. Um, you know, there's no, you know, hormones and stuff like that in wild game. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's cool to see the field, the fork side of things in our, in our business. And it's, you know, helped the outdoor hunting industry as well, bring more people into the sport here recently. So, uh, you know, that's why we do a lot of the Driven in the Kitchen episodes uh, that are digital. Good for you. Let's talk a little bit about Driven. Are you guys really, are you filming right about now? What can we expect in the next couple of episodes? Well, uh, we're still, we're, our new season starts here the end of June and starts, you know, the, the first part of July. So um, we're still in repeat mode where we're just rerunning some shows, but we still, we have some great episodes. Like one of the last episodes uh, of this, this past season is uh, a brown bear hunt that I did in Alaska on the peninsula this past spring, and I shot a you know a world class bear that was over ten feet five inches. Wow! It weighed probably around fifteen hundred pounds. It's an absolute giant bear, and fought uh, and stalked that bear, and we put it on TV right away because I felt like that was a great episode, and I didn't want to just sit on it so. You know, if if somebody wants to sit at the edge of their seat and see the biggest bear they've ever seen, it looks like a grizzly Adams bear. It's that that big, but 
It's uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's a freakish big bear, and uh, I was just in the right spot at the right time, and ended up getting lucky. How long did you stalk that bear, and how far away from the bear were you when you shot it? Um, I ended up getting him. Uh, I tried to get him with my Matthews. I really wanted to because my wife is she's spotting and stalked the brown bear with her bow and arrow and got one. Um, but uh, she's a better hunter, of course, than I am. Um, but I had my bow with me, but I also had my Browning 375, and it came down to the end. The bear knew we were there, and we ran out of cover, and I just couldn't get any closer than 100 yards. I probably shot him at 145 yards when I ended up shooting him. But, um, yeah, I anchored him right away. It's very quick and clean, and uh, he's just a monster. So, you know, I mean, it's a great episode, super big adventure. Uh, on the end of the peninsula, which is spectacular scenery and uh, volcano, you know, we have volcanoes that are erupting now by us, and just gorgeous country. So that's a, that's a cool part about what we do. We get to see, of course, some unbelievable country through our travels uh, around the world, and uh, get to meet lots of new people, make friends. I mean, all of our friends. Including Sam, there. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody just has become part of our extended family. Good for you, pal. Again, you love what you're doing, and you're getting paid for doing it, and you're treating people well. I tell you, you know, I'm going to ask you this one final question. I probably asked you this last time as well, but if you had a choice, you had to make a decision as to what big game animal could you ever hunt just one last time. What would it be? <laughs> well, I would. I'd probably take all my kids. On a, on a whitetail hunt, probably at our house, and, and just hunt, you know, the deer that we like to raise and, and uh, you know, put all the hard work and dedication into, and, you know, sweat. You know, hard work comes back full circle. And, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't pick one or not the other to go with. I would just try to get them all in the blind at the same time so I could just... Uh, you know, have fun with them. I, I think that probably if I had one last one, I don't like to think that way. You know, I, tell, I tell you what, no, I tell older, you what, but, uh, um, Pat, you know, I tell I you what, that is one. that is that is the only answer you could ever ever. Uh, you got to play this for your wife as well. This is wonderful, but no, it's a great answer. We're proud of you for even saying that. Hey, anybody who wants to see Pat Reeve? Uh, of course, uh, watch the television show Driven. But come and check him out at the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic next week at Canterbury Downs and. Mr. Reeve, thank you very much for joining the Four Outdoorsmen. Travel safely and have a good time, all right? All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yep. Yeah, anytime. Enjoy the sunshine down there. Take care, Pat. <laughs> you all right. Bye-bye, Thanks. buddy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for, uh, for Mr. Uh, Pat Reeve of Driven and Jonathan Wood of uh, Birds of Prey. He's going to be up here at the Northwest Sports Show next week. A lot of stuff to do in the Twin Cities. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Four Outdoorsmen. Sam, Strewman, and Lukey here. And our buddy Lukey's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.